0: You can find it on the PropG pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of The World's Team on Blogging Voice Network in partnership with SB Nation. I am Meg Murray and I'm joined as always by Paul Stewart. Hey Paul, how's it going?
2: pretty good i am sweating my butt off over here in scotland right now i am i am not joking like it is like i don't know i'm trying to remember the conversion from celsius to fahrenheit but right now i would say it's like in the high 80s low 90s here in scotland so Oof. it's been pretty toasty so
1: so it feels like summer
2: yeah, Somehow. I think it was prepping me to actually say, yeah, I am designed to go to the States. So <laughs> I, that's all I'm saying about that.
1: <laughs> it's getting you ready. Yeah, it's pretty hot over here too. I am actually up in Omaha, Nebraska for the College World Series. Um, LSU Tigers playing tonight. Really?
2: Um oh.
1: yeah. <laughs> so kind of spur of the moment. Um David Hellman and my friend Cat Terrell, uh, we all decided that we were gonna go. So,
2: <laughs> why the hell not? Like, yeah, a, why not? It, it's your as your as your alumni <clears throat> school, uh, I, I, is that how you say it? You're alumni of that particular school. Is That correct? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, go, go, go support your your former school.
1: Fuck exactly. Yeah. yeah. So and I have family that lives here. So I had like joked with them. Probably a few months ago when I saw them in Texas, and I was like, "If the Tigers go to Omaha, I'm coming through." And they're like, "You can stay with us." So here we are. <laughs> hey,
2: that's awesome. Yeah. Also, like a hey, for for your listeners right now, when I was contacting Med last night, like about what we're going to talk about for the show and stuff like that, she was uh, she sent me a video <laughs> phone call, and Dave's there, Dave Hellman. You can you know he's on speak on FS1. Like it works for Fox Sports, and then he's uh yep. "And uh, yeah, it looked like a fun and fun atmosphere, and it looked like LSU were beating everybody else. I don't know what that list was, but it looked very competitive."
1: So, so there's a bar um right across from the ballpark that does. It's called Rocco's, and they do a Jello Shot Challenge every year. It's good, great marketing on their part, honestly. Because they do, it's five dollars for a jello shot, which is wild to me. But five dollars, wow, that's a lot. (laughs) I was like, it should be like five for five, but whatever. Um, regardless, it gets people to come in, especially. Um, the sec teams go pretty crazy in there. Um, and it's they kind of rank, there's only eight teams in the tournament, um, and they rank you by how many jello shots your team buys so like we're we were getting like money from people in, that are lsu fans and we were buying them for them and stuff like that so they could contribute um i was not taking all of these by the way i was like the, the donations i was taking like one or two and then like spreading the love around the bar <laughs> um
3: <laughs> oh. at
1: this current moment we're still in first place and they're like uh this was like the morning update. It was we're at like 2993 jello shots.
2: Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that definitely wiped the floor of the competition. I will say that.
1: Yeah. So of course last year um Ole Miss won the won the national championship and they won um the Jell O Shot Challenge. So we hate them and therefore we need to beat them and their record is like 18,777 so and this is and we're at we're at almost three thousand on day this is the beginning of day two of so we have like 14 more days ish
2: so, so hold on a minute so all they must have like eighteen thousand jello shots in one year
1: and uh during the weekend like not the weekend there's okay so it goes from this weekend through next Monday potentially. Not like and, not like and, Monday this week, like two weeks.
2: In that short space of time.
3: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Damn. <laughs> wow, I am like, yeah, that, that would put anybody in a an coma to be honest. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Um
1: it helps when you spread it around because people I, will walk in yeah. you and you're just like here take this and you're like I already bought it. So it doesn't matter if you take it or not. Just yeah, go for it. I'll
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah I suppose you could consider that as kind of cheating in a way
1: um no (laughs) the jello shots are being purchased and they're being taken okay they're not being thrown in the trash
2: (laughs) (laughs) I just had to throw that in there I just wanted to clarify people Uh, did
1: people have tried to like call in and like buy them from like other states and I was like I'll save you one better just send us the Venmo and we like on our honour we do go up and buy the jello shots and then we spread the
2: love oh my god that's that's for that's mental uh, But <laughs>
1: and they have they even have a twitter that like keeps track of it so they do like the updates they do a morning update a noon update and like a a 5 p.m update and i think they do like a 9 p.m update or something like that but if you want to follow along i believe it is um i think it's oh gosh hold on it's cws shot board cws
3: so wanna... shot board
1: yeah college world series shot board I, um, I'm, not,
2: yeah. I, I, I'm not gonna lie there's no way i heaven having an earth at my age now and the way my body is now, i could ever keep up with that shot Percentage, no chance. Like I think my days of drinking shots is definitely worn on me as I've getting older. It's not older. That,
1: it's a Jello shot, so it's not nearly as offensive as just like taking a shot of vodka or something like that. It's not.
2: Yeah, true. I suppose.
1: Yeah. So, but also, I'm telling you guys, I maybe had four of them, maybe, but we definitely took them with other people, like. There was mm. a bunch of LSU fans in there. I think I took a video. I think it's on my Instagram. Either way, it was it was wild. And I... Um,
2: yeah, we're we're getting, <laughs> we're getting really sidetracked here.
1: <laughs> I was like, well, I was just basically like, Paul, this is why I can't record with you right now.
2: <laughs> oh, amazing. Right. Yes. But, but, but yeah, yeah, so
1: follow along with us as we uh, go through our Omaha weekends. <laughs>
2: Yes, be sure you go and follow Meg on our Instagram stories, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of that shenanigans when it comes to the LSU Tigers, and you might get to see a Dave Hellman pop up as well.
1: <laughs> yes, the S is used stands for shenanigans, so, or shots, whatever you want. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but anyway, we're here to talk about more Dallas Cowboys. So, we are. Yeah, just We are the world's team, not just America's team, but we are the world's team, folks. <laughs> like. Uh, but yes. So uh, it's been a kind of slightly quiet week now. Um, with everything now counting down before training camp. So, um, so I'll kind of run through. It's now eighty-five days till the NFL season. Um, I believe um correct me if I'm wrong folks but it should be 85 because I'm pretty sure they promote there was a few other outlets were promoting number 86 Loon Shoemaker is like it's 86 days of Loon Shoemaker to the NFL Draft. now it's 85 so um but uh I'm really it's so int- close I know I know it's so close no matter how far <laughs> got a little bit of Metallica there um but oh, anyway, I was like
1: no, of course I didn't understand that reference. I was like, what song is that? And then you said Metallica and I was like, okay, that makes
2: sense. Yeah, nothing else matters. There we go. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, RJ, our leader and boss of blogging the boys, released an article on Tyra Bayadish about the potential of being the best center in the NFL and what the Dallas Cowboys need to do to say, like, do we retain Bayadish? Because he is going to be our un- undrafted free agent next year. Sorry, undrafted. He's going to be unrestricted free agent. I do it myself. <laughs> um, so he is in his final year of his contract. Um, so I think the question is, how important is Tyre Adish as of right now to the Dallas Cowboys?
1: Very. I think. I think it's if you go back to you know his rookie year and even his second year, the vast improvement that he's made on that as a player and then on that line, it, like it can't be undersold. Um, it's that's such a key position. Like everything goes from like how smooth that handoff goes with the quarterback. Mm-hmm. So to have him with a connection to Dak, um, just their timing and um, just the, the way he's developed as a player, like he's so important. So you, you're going to have to resign this guy. Like, even if there is some like stud center that you think you can get, like you that's still the rapport that you have to build with their quarterback is so important. Like, why mess with a good thing?
2: Yeah. I totally agree with you. Like Bayardish, like if you can exclude the 2020 season as rookie season because he was in and out with Joe Looney, etc. cetera. Yeah. He was he, he was a rookie, he was making mistakes. <sighs> People were maybe a bit about too much high expectations because he came from the same school as Travis Federer from Wisconsin, and but since two since uh, we moved away from uh, certain coaches and that, like from the into the two thousand twenty one season, we're starting to see him really build a foundation out, and now with him working with many wherever the offensive lineman guru, Like, he's he's Mm -hmm. he's, he's been working with Terrence Steele in the past, Tyler Smith, and a few other offensive linemen all across the NFL to improve on their base, strength, conditioning, technique, all of the above. And we actually are seeing some outstanding performances from Tyler Like Even despite we lost to San Francisco, that was one of his best games. Like, allowed zero pressures to to Dak Prescott. He looked phenomenal. He was sealed his blocks. We actually were making gaps in the inside runs for some points in that game. But going into this season now, it's it's going to be a massive year for him. Like, and I think Jerry and Stephen really know that it's make or die. Like, if Bayadish has a good year, we probably will need to pay for him. But... I don't see, like, we've not even... Look, I know we mentioned, like, so we don't need to talk about draft anymore. If, if things kind of already go subsided, we already may have to look for an offensive lineman in the draft for next year. Like, and I hope that's not the case, because I think Beatrice has been a true, like, brilliant fit for Dallas, for Dak, and like you said, the relationship, the connection is building and building. So let's we'll keep, we'll keep that train going, I say.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, like... He he was obviously a very like talented center going like as we drafted him. Yeah. Um but you no matter what, even like even if you're a vet and you switch teams, like you still have to build that rapport and the timing with your quarterback. So you already have that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Because you're right, because he was a two-time first-team All-Big Ten player in 2018 and 2019. Mm -hmm. He won the Remington Trophy as well, which is quite a prestigious award for offensive linemen. So he won that, and he's a unanimous All-American. And not to mention, just recently, he was in the Pro Bowl. woo
1: Yes, yes.
2: So, so, uh, for me, I just hope where it comes to, because there is big contrast to the stress for this year. Obviously, there's Lamb, there's a Parsons. a Parsons, maybe digs and digs and we're doing that, yeah. And we don't <laughs> even know what we're going to do with Terrence, like a Terrence Steele, etc. More offensive lineman contracts. So there's just a lot more to kind of for the Jones family to really do the try and work their magic and try and keep these guys retained. So it's really interesting to see. But yeah, guys, um, let us know what your guys' thoughts on it. Like, once uh, this podcast goes up. And stuff like that let us know what you think uh, but yeah but other than that uh, it was yesterday was Mazzie Smith's birthday which was quite interesting our rookie he just talked I think he I don't even know is that actually but yesterday was his birthday that's all I know um but also um Jordan Lewis our cornerback he's now been putting in a lot of work into his recovery um from his less Frank injury in October, so it's been video has been posted up by our video on Tony Catalina. He's been posting up on Twitter, and it's been looking he's been putting in the work. Work, and the the rumor is he could be back on the pop list at the start of camp. And I just need to ask, Med, what on earth are you doing? <laughs>
1: um, the smoke alarm was going off. <laughs>
2: Oh. <laughs> just, I was like, I, as I was talking no, away, I was just like, do
1: I need to? No, I know. I was like, I was like uh, having a good conversation with himself. Because if I, I did not want everyone else to have to hear it too. So I was like, uh,
2: oh, what's but, going on? I knew there was something else, so that's why I kept the conversation going until <laughs> until, until you just had that look about you, and you're like that. Yeah, that was silly. <laughs> All right, <laughs> but, but yeah, but yeah. Um, give me your thoughts about the Jordan Lewis and that. Like, eh, have you seen the videos of him doing his workouts and stuff like that? Like, eh, try and get back into.
3: that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, hits the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Fitness?
1: Yeah, I mean, he's looking really good. I I think that is such a it's such an, obviously it's an important group of guys, but Jordan Lewis, especially just his, the veteran, like he's a vet. He's um he's, he had such a good year until he was injured. It was really upsetting to see like, especially like all of those guys, did they were just like dropping like flies <laughs> and I don't
2: um,
1: you know, that's why they went out and got Stefan Gilmore and stuff like that. So um to have him back, just to have that shored up a little bit, or you know, I don't think he's coming back right at the beginning of the season, is that right? He's like on his way.
2: He's on his way. It won't be he yeah. won't be he won't be participating right away I train sure He'll be like yeah. on the it'll be on the pop list.
1: Just to have him like on his way back, just to, you know, have some more depth at that position. Yeah. Um it, that's so important. So like to see that he's doing well, um and like he's on his way back, that's like super exciting because that um that was, like, such a big problem for us last year once we were losing all of those guys.
2: I'm just so glad that you just mentioned the word depth there because that's what we're going to be talking about next. We're going to do, like, a wee grading system before training camp. Kind of like, how do we rank every position for the Dallas Cowboys as of this right now? And obviously, you kind of mentioned, like, the so depth corner by was an issue. Looking at the teams right now who we brought in, do we grade it higher? Do we grade it lower? So if you're ready when you are, we can especially do the world's team grading right now, pretty much.
1: All right. breaking it on.
2: All right. So we'll start off with the big ones. Quarterback. So we've got Dak Prescott, Cooper Rush and Will Greer. No change from last year. Um, How would you grade our quarterback position? I'll give it an A. I, w- I would give it a solid A, yeah. Like, I wouldn't go like A-plus or A-minus, but I just find a standard A is just right. Um, you've got a solid- I, don't know. I
1: don't know what's been in the water, but there's been so many um wide receivers that have, like, come out and talked about Dak lately. um. You know, ones that aren't even on our team anymore. uh, Cole Beasley, Randall Cobb, um, you know, and I guess technically – um d hob didn't talk about him but i've heard him talk about him so i'm just gonna go with that too but um you know and they've gone so far as to say he's a great leader he's elite um so to have that you know people are on the league talking about you that way um even though twitter would have you believe otherwise um
2: Twitter and the mainstream media, they have a different narrative. because they try and use the right. Cowboys as a scapegoat. Let's be honest here. They really <laughs> do. You've got your Stephen A. Jones out there to bash the Cowboys no matter what, mm-hmm. saying, oh, this is terrible, bad idea, whatever or not. But when you actually listen to the actual people or the former players and people have actually yeah. been with that, it's, it's been nothing but high praise about everything. Like you said, the leadership, his ability, his ability, be- like so don't get me wrong that does make his mistakes don't get me wrong but
1: exactly yeah
2: but if he if if it was completely flawless it would have been an a plus you know
1: yeah and like i i'd give him the top top 10 of quarterbacks and that's great and that's all you really need right now especially when you've shored up other position groups um i completely have faith in dak like turning it around from last season um not that he, he didn't even have that bad of a season, it was just the interception problem problem, which is a problem, yes.
2: So, again, this could also be a fact to how the style of the coaching and the steam played like yeah. not not every steam fits a quarterback or fits the right receiver. So it's gonna be very interesting with the Texas coast offense goes forward for yeah. this. So I'm but, very, very interested with that. Yes, uh, but
1: so I we've said Dak is not our like we're happy with him going forward, but also to have Cooper Rush back as your backup, mm-hmm. like even in times of where you like have to take Dak off the field for whatever reason, hopefully nothing like major. You can feel good knowing that you have Cooper Rush right behind him. So I'm very happy with the quarterback room, and uh, I'm not that they're not a concern to me. They're an A.
2: Mm. Okay, so we've went for A for the quarterbacks, so we'll move on straight into the running backs now. So we've got Tony Pollard, who is still kind of questionable at the moment. Like, he's still recovering from his injury. we got Malik Davis, Ronald Jones, and Bruce Vaughn. There's still no Ezekiel Elliott. There's no more rumors of that anymore. So we're just sticking with those four guys. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm going to give this... A C+, plus. I'm be, I'm be gonna be brutally honest, but like it could push up to like a B plus not but I'm saying C plus right now because there's just a doubtful of Tony Pollard is he gonna be the same guy coming back from injury? Is Malik hmm. da- is Malik Davis like the unsung it's hero? The- and, and and how is this phone gonna translate from being from polished going into the pros so it's a lot of question marks so that's why I'm going to see a c plus
1: yeah I don't disagree with you on that um I might give them more of an edge just with like a b minus there but um just because I have I do have faith in Tony coming back and being the running back that we know him to be um Mm -hmm. but past him and I'm this is no shade to like Malik or anything like that but I would like to see him step into that uh RB2 role and like see how well he does um but it's kind of like a show me
2: Yeah it's so, it's, a, it's a lot of prove it and show me kind of year yeah. for for a lot of these players I think like mm-hmm. and not just in the running back position but all across the spectrum of all the whole team so right uh, so you are going for a B minus I went for a C plus so let me just take a quick note of that all right so all right, so I went with uh, A and B minus, yeah. Yeah. All right, I went with uh A and uh, C plus. Okay. So next is the wide receivers. Uh, so we've got C D Lamb, Jalen Tolbert, Brandon Cooks, Sammy Pahoko, Michael Gallup, Devante Turpin, Jalen Brooks, Antonio Drummond, Denny Schustin. Tylon Johnson, Jason Moreno, Cropper, and Jose Jose Barbon. Um, that's your basically a full wide receiver roster. Obviously, there's going to be cuts, but um, let's just say you've got your your fifty three man squad. You've got your five wide receivers, so it's likely going to be like just by assumption, it's likely going to be Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb, Talbert, and possibly for Fuch- and Turpin. We don't know. Well say six, say for and Turpin. So you've got your six wide receivers. So if you were to use them, that's six, how would you grade that?
1: Um I I think I'm teetering on A minus. Or a B plus. I'm thinking I'm gonna go A minus, just because I have a lot of faith in Brandon Cooks. Um, and I think that was such a clutch pickup. And I think that they're going to gel well together after Lamb um, took off last season. Like he, cause he just went, he was, he was doing well. And then like, I, maybe it was the OBJ talk or whatever, but he just like kicked mm. it up a notch
3: yeah. um, and, I, 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 and I,
1: carry I, that into next season.
2: Yeah. I totally agree If this. One thing <laughs> that you're going to get with Brandon Cooks is that level of consistency. Like, Look at look at Brandon Cruz's career. He's been consistent with the number of receiving yards in terms of touchdowns and stuff like that. He's been consistent, and that's with multiple teams, even with a team like Houston. I'm sorry, Houston fans, but y'all were terrible. So um <laughs> but but yeah, so so you're saying um uh, B minus or a minus. A minus. Okay. So you are went with A minus. I'm gonna go with a B plus. Like fair. Like I wouldn't say we're House. I wouldn't say we're elite. We've just got multiple options. Like if you're saying yeah. if, if it's like an elite, then it'd be like your yeah, Megatrons with an Odell Beckham with it. Like, you've got every <laughs> type of monstrous wide receiver at your your disposal. Whereas here, like we've got Gallup coming back from having a proper full off season coming back from injury. We've got Brandon Cooks is new to the team. We've got yeah. uh C D Lamb. He's kinda of picked up a wee minor injury during like uh OTAs and stuff like that. So I'm just kinda take all of those things into consideration. So I'm still going to say B plus in that one. Um so
1: Yeah, next- I'll just say I think I think the way it stands right now and the way it looks right now we have a true wide receiver one we have a true wide receiver two and a true wide receiver three
2: yes and I- I, that, that, <laughs> yeah i totally yeah. agree with you on that one yep 100 percent.
1: yeah
2: right so that i think this one is going to be the most wild in terms of grading as the tight end position okay. so so of course, we've got Jake Ferguson, Peyton Hendershot, Luke Schoenmaker, and Sean McEwen. And that's your four tight ends that are currently under Cowboys depth chart right now. I don't know how to grade this one, if I'm being perfectly honest. Like, like I love the progression Ferguson and Hendershot did last season as rookies, but we've just brought in another rookie to the fold. And Sean McEwen is pretty much being more utilized in special teams, he did have a great game against the uh, Las Vegas Raiders back in Thanksgiving in two thousand and twenty-one. He looked great in that game, but other than that, I would say possibly uh, B minus potentially, but it could yeah, up. it could. I'm with you on that it could push up to a b plus but i think there's just a lot of like you're saying earlier yeah um is kind of prove it so i think what we'll kind of do we'll finish up with the offensive line for this week and what we can do for the next episode is kind of grade the defense so we can actually break it in sections so we can kind of reflect on that so what do you think yeah. about yeah that?
1: that sounds great All
2: right. i okay. agree
1: with you on the b minus as well um for the tight ends. I think I really like, um, Hendershot and Ferguson. Um, I think the Schoenmacher thing is going to be a show me. Um, I think it really, what's going to, it's going to be a Ferguson Hendershot year to me. And like Sean McEwen is just going to be there for backup and he'll get his touches, but it's going to be those two. The little, what are they called? Like they're the twins or the whatever.
2: I, I call them the Bash Brothers because of the <laughs> right. Like that. Yeah. Or, or but, but everyone calls them fair to Shot.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's cute too.
2: Yeah. but There's honestly, the the, the bromance is real. I, I the will the is real. Yeah.
1: Uh,
2: but yeah, so so we've both went for B minus in that, and mm-hmm. finally we're just going to grade in terms of. The starting offensive line and the, the few pickups and certain players that will stand out. So we've got Tyron Smith, Tyler Smith, Tyler Biadasz. Sure, already spoke about earlier in the show. The the goat Zach Martin and Terrence Steele. We've got Matt Willetsko, Truma Edoga, Brock Hoffman, Matt Forniak, and Josh Ball. So um we do have the new ricky i seen richardson there as well and we've got tj bass in there as well alec runstrom alex taylor and Aaron bostick jr so in terms of the numbers for debt for offensive line it's never going to be enough like you can never have too many offensive linemen never so i will say that yeah that's
1: um, both of us on that one
2: <clears throat> so in terms of potential, what our offensive line could do is right up there. Like we've got, a, I've got, a, we've got a brand new offensive lineman coach who, with a vast experience of being a coach for over, I don't know, it was like forty years, been an offensive lineman coach or something like that. He's now yeah. he's now coming to Dallas under Mike McCarthy to run this based on the Texas Coast offense, so a different style of technique to help cater to that. It's going to be interesting to see how that works. But in terms of potential of players' ability, I'm going to say B. But I'm saying more re- realistically right now, because there is question marks with steel Steele right now. There's a We're going to see how Tyler Biadas is going to develop, as we've mentioned before. Tyler Smith, year two. Is Tyron Smith going to play a full season? So I'm going to say B-minus again.
1: Okay. I'll give them a B. All right. Um, <clears throat> just because I there's a, very important pieces that I love on there. Um, Tyler Biotish being one. Tyler Smith being another. Um, obviously Zach Martin, love him forever. Um, and with that, I think they have a solid line. In addition to those guys, um, it's the depth that I worry about. So. That's kind of why I put them at the B. Like I'm I'm happy with them, but this you and I were obviously clamoring to get some more help for them.
2: Yeah. It's it's like I said, it's like you can never have too many offensive linemen. It's basically the position where you're gonna pe- pick up every type of bump and bruise known to man. And, yeah. that's, a, and that's a fact. But yeah, so um, but yeah, that's that's the offense for our grading. So just to recap, yeah. that, re- recap that quickly, may you went for an A for quarterback, B minus for running back, A minus for right receiver, B minus for tight end, and a B for offensive line. I went for an A for quarterback, C plus for running back, a B plus for wide receiver, B minus for tight end, and a B minus for offensive line so
1: yeah
2: but the thing is though it's i'm basing it just as in this we're kind of basing this right now but in terms of potential i would agree if it's based on potential i would have graded it a lot higher if i'm being honest but yeah of
1: course and we'll you know we can touch back in on this when they're in training camp and all that stuff and see how that goes
2: yep so yep so i'll definitely take a wee note of that so uh but yeah that's it folks that's (laughs) that's, that's this week's episode of the world's team
1: Perfect. Well, I have some more jello shots to purchase. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> In the meantime, you guys can check out uh, bloggingtheboys.com for everything that is going on with the Cowboys. Also, we have podcasts for you every day, wherever you listen to podcasts. So be sure you rate, review, subscribe, tell Paul how lovely he is. And uh, be sure Aww. to. Follow along. I am at Beg Murray with four hours on Instagram and Twitter. And Paul is.
2: I am. Peace, too.
1: Perfection. Well, we will see you guys next week.
2: Have a good one, folks. And like Meg always says, Dallas forever, belly for never.
1: Exactly. And go Tigers. (laughs)
2: Let's go.